It's 21 minutes after 10 o'clock. You're listening to Views and News with me, Amy McIvan. It's a great pleasure to be in your company. Thanks for choosing to listen to Cape Talk this morning. We're going to go into a conversation now about green investment in Africa, and in particular, a summit that's taking place over the next two days in Cape Town. And I love what producer Amy's written here in the notes, because she says, just like the continent's soil, Africa's green business opportunities are lush and abundant. There's been a major focus on Africa's transition to a sustainable and greener future, and we're seeing many conferences and summits spearheading green investment on the continent. I'm delighted to welcome into studio now Ian Banner, the founder of Go Green Africa and co-founder of the Africa's Green Economy Summit. Good morning, Ian. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Amy. We know that there are more and more summits of this kind starting to take place. What is the significance of this one that starts tomorrow? So I think, uh, Amy, firstly, just to give context, um, when we started Formula E Cape Town, we realized that you needed more than just a race. We needed a movement for good. We needed purpose. So we elected to create a whole lot of purpose initiatives. And one of them is Africa's Green Economy Summit. And its its role is to connect global capital with African green economy uh, 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 opportunity. And in the middle of that, of course, you need government and policy makers, etc. So we've got people from both local government, the World Bank, etc., because sometimes there are obstacles to the connection of that capital with that project. Mm. And it's up to the policymakers to smooth over those obstacles and make sure that it is a friendly environment. So I'm delighted to say in just our second staging, I think we found a very clear niche. There are lots of green economy activities, whether it's a solar show or whether it's um, to do with waste management. They're all important, water, etc. But this is very much targeted at impact in terms of investment into the economy. And that's something that I was very keen that we promote. One of the highlights for me when just looking at the program is the pitch stages that will be taking place. Can you explain to listeners what will be happening there? Yes, absolutely. So basically we have pre-selected projects. Uh, We have 30 plus projects that are formally being connected to capital through a pitch stage, which is a separate room where qualified, interested parties come together after a matchmaking session, which is a bit like a speed dating session to just pre-qualify. And then it's an opportunity to really get down and talk, uh, you know, about, about the projects. But the conference itself has many component parts to it. You've got the keynote addresses, obviously. You've got the plenary sessions. Um, you've got the funding insights uh, round tables that are taking place. We've got our deal-making rooms, which is what I've just really spoken about. Our experiential day is at the end of it. Uh, big networking, obviously. I've spoken. And then project and innovation showcases. We've got young people who are get, given an opportunity to come and pitch what they have in mind, the technologies and or other vehicles that they're creating uh, to really make a difference to our planet. If anybody listening would like to know more information or they'd like to chat to Ian about the Africa's Green Economy Summit, I would invite you to call in now or send us a message, 021-446-0567 or 072-567-1567. Uh, Ian, on the program, it says that the African Union is a partner in the event. I know that Premier Alan Windy will be there. Mayor Jordan Hill-Lewis will be there. You, of course, will be speaking. Who are some of the other high-profile dignitaries and speakers? There's an array, I mean, from both the, uh, the government sector, which you've touched on, or quasi-government. I'd like to talk a bit about John Room, who's helped to shape the program from day one. Jo- John is a Cape Townian. We were at school together at Saks oh, wow. a couple of years ago. And since 1987, he's been significantly involved at the World Bank. 
He headed up the climate change program for the World Bank for his four-year or five-year tenure because they rotated after a period of time um, and has since been head of infra, uh, sustainable infrastructure in South Asia's budgets of like $32 billion. So the World Bank is very active and John is a great supporter and he's helped to shape the program. And I think you've got a few words from John you might plan in a bit, but I mention it because you said who's attending. This is the quality of people. He's a director of the World Bank that are in attendance. He has a number of colleagues with him, the AU you've mentioned. Uh, we have ministers from Zambia and from Ethiopia, environmental ministers that are in attendance. We've got our premier, as you mentioned. We've got our wonderful mayor, Jordan Hill Lewis, will be attending as part of C40 Cities, which is a cities initiative. It's really quite a powerful program, if I may say. We have over a billion dollars of projects that are being presented to more than 150 investors and 30 funding institutions and those funding institutions are significant so i'm excited i've Amanda, i've said to the team what's critical is that we monitor the outcomes mm. so we see how much money is landing in projects we really monitor the impact so that over the next year and into the next staging of the summit uh you know we've got uh data that can confirm what the impact of the conference is but we're very excited it's just year two I have always had the manifestation that this becomes the mining in Darb of the green economy, and I'd like to think we're on our way. Funny you say that, because this morning I was actually calling it the green economy in Darba. I think it's a very, it's a great, it's a great uh, sort of comparison. But let's take a listen now to that voice note from John Room of the World Bank that you were kind enough to source for us. I am really excited about the AGES because it provides an opportunity to bring together different stakeholders to accelerate green growth in Africa. If we look around the world, we now know that opportunities exist to both deliver growth and poverty reduction while at the same time doing things that are green and good for the economy. Think of renewable energy, green hydrogen, climate smart agriculture, drip irrigation, uh, climate smart um, agricultural solid waste management, a whole range of opportunities. And we're already seeing some opportunities to develop these uh, areas in Africa that are very promising. If Africa can bring these to scale, there's a huge opportunity to deliver both green development and jobs and growth in Africa. But this will need multiple stakeholders to come together because it's going to need policy reform, clear expectation from investors, new capital of different kinds, development of opportunities, research and development, and also finance. Um, not only from the private sector, but blending this finance from development institutions and the use of guarantees. Therefore, AGS focuses on bringing these stakeholders together to figure out what can be done in practical terms to develop these opportunities in Africa. But this is not your average summit or conference. There are five things that it explicitly does differently in order to deliver on this. First, it brings together global experience and expertise and resources with African expertise and resources. Second, it brings different stakeholders together from the policy side, from the financing side, from the investing side, from the civil society side, and both at the political senior level 
and that very important mid-level implementation stage. Third, it's not just talking presentations and uh, panels. There's explicit opportunities for people to pitch specific opportunities, specific deals, and to create deal rooms where people can come together to try and hash out the details of these deals. Fourth, it focuses on the cross-cutting general opportunities, but also does deeper dives into, this case, carbon markets, hydrogen, solid waste management. And fifth, and most importantly, this is not a one-off event. I think we all see this as an opportunity to evolve over a period of time and get deeper and focus more and more on implementation year after year so that you get cumulative benefits. One of the opportunities in the future might, for example, be a deeper dive on ecotourism. That is Sustainability Director of the World Bank, John Room, who will be attending the summit tomorrow in Cape Town. Ian, are you able to stay with us just a few minutes longer? Because we do have to hand over to Zulfa Khan at the Eyewitness News desk. It is 10.30. 27 minutes to 11 o'clock. My name's Amy McIver, standing in for Clarence Ford here on News and Views, and it's a great pleasure to be in your company. Thanks for joining us. I'm joined in studio by Ian Banner. He is the founder of Go Green Africa and the co-founder of Africa's Green Economy Summit, taking place in Cape Town tomorrow and Thursday, and we're talking about what the summit entails and what some of the highlights are and what it means for Cape Tonians. Ian, uh, just before the news, we heard that voice note from John Room of the World Bank, who mentioned at the end... Uh, something about growing ecotourism in mm. South Africa. What is that about? It's all about, you know, making sure that you come and visit and participate in the tourism sector in a green manner. And that implies it's all the way through the chain. So that's a big focus globally. It's something which we believe, you know, we're very well set for in South Africa, given the fact that we are all about ecotourism, ultimately. I mean, that is, mm. I think, the main focus in our country in terms of tourism, or should be. So that's a sector which we're going to be look, talking about, and uh, it's a relatively new concept. John Candy brings a breath of fresh air and lots of international experience and knowledge, and he couldn't have done a better job, or I could not have done a better job than him summing up what the conference is about, those five points that he raised. Just uh, talking about something different now, how committed is government to all of this transition? I mean, I'm thinking particularly when it comes to electric vehicles and how prohibitively expensive they Mm. are for many people who would like to adopt the electric Mm. technology when it comes to motoring. Well, as you know, Amy, another pillar that we have within our whole Go Green Africa platform is our Formula Student Africa, where we have nine universities and TVET colleges signed up that are under... um, when I say under, that are being guided by Warwick University in the, in the UK. They came to our race last year, brought their race team. And it's essential that we are educate young people to be able to make e-vehicles. Mm. We have a big automotive sector, if I'm not mistaken. It's close to 6% of our GDP, about 12% of our export uh, revenue. And that has to be kept alive by 2030. As you know, all the vehicles going to Europe have got to be e-cars. Who's worrying about that? We don't see much coming Mm. out of government. So we're just getting on with it. Mm. We are cooperating uh, certainly very closely uh, with the Western Cape government, from Premier Alan Windy through to uh, Ricardo McKenzie on the mobility side. Uh, Jordan Hill-Lewis and his team are integrated with us, and we are pushing into the national agenda, seeking a forum. But we think action often speaks louder than words. So we're showcasing what we're doing, and... We hope we can educate 900 young people in this automotive space. Uh, 
that eventually, you know, everyone thinks the green vehicles or e-vehicles are the future. They're not. They're the present everywhere else in the world. Mm. We've got to get our tax legislation. It's so ironic. Um, the minister says, no, we can't do, you know, reduce the taxes because it'll draw on our grid, but we can charge cars with solar power. We don't need to be drawing mm. off the grid. We can mm. have off-grid solutions yeah. to powering vehicles. Um, there are yellow. There are white papers from you know the city garages uh, in the Cape alone. Uh, t- between the city of Cape Town and the Western Cape government, there's 10,000 vehicles, mostly buckies, and they are mandated to be green by 2025. It's never going to happen because there's a block at the moment in terms of getting the technology. But if that's the case, why aren't we building in our own country? Yeah. E-vehicles, buckies, let's start with that. Even if they're flat-packed and assembled initially here, and we have Atlantis here in the Cape, I'd love to see that as a manufacturing plant. Mm. We are pushing for that. And I think those outcomes will come about in due course. It's very exciting. It is certainly not all doom and gloom. And for those experiencing these terrible fuel prices, when you go on to a solar-powered car, it costs you almost nothing to run. It's a joy. A message from Sue here, Ian, who says, with regard to the current segment, eco-art is my contribution to the green economy. Like eco-tourism, there is a call for that and green ways of doing it. Is there a platform at the summit about that? Well, I'd suggest Sue jumps onto our website, comes and participates. And, you know, and if she's not able to get to the summit, share that information with us and let's have a look at it. Okay. And in, in line with what Sue is staying, saying, rather, are there other ways of the public being involved in the summit if they should want to do so? Yes. Um, you know, the, always get online, check the website out, look out for live addresses, etc., that, that, that travel. Mm. Uh, it's well covered in terms of uh, social media you would know that you're involved in the media sector. Uh, that information will be flowing out. And then if people have ideas, we always love to hear from young people their ideas about how to make a difference. And let's see if we can integrate some of that. We've, I've got a big surprise tomorrow morning in terms of someone else who's coming. I won't talk about it now. But uh, it's, it's something very big that's happening in this country later this year. And the person who's putting it together will be with us in the morning. So, Oh, wow, that's very exciting. <laughs> Any parting words, Ian, about the summit? Anything else that I may have missed out on mentioning? Thank you, Amy. I, I think it's just let's all do our bit. Uh, you know, people say, oh, but I can't really. It's difficult, this, that. Separate your waste. It's a starting point. Mm. Find ways of dropping your plastics and your glass. And you know, if it's just that to begin with, try and recycle uh, you know your fresh produce, etc. Uh, create a, a, a if you have a garden or if you have a backyard, try and create a fertilizer pit. Mm. Uh, all the information's on the web, so if you don't know how to do it, just read up about it and just flip the switch. Start thinking differently. Let's go green, Africa. I love it. Thank you very much for joining us in studio this morning. That's Ian Banner, the founder of Go Green Africa and the co-founder of Africa's Green Economy Summit taking place tomorrow and Thursday here in Cape Town. And that brings the time to 20.